Hello again, and it's another episode of Behind the Curtain. And you're for another good treat. We're joined by the prophet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Father Doherty, the pastor there at Queen of Peace Church. Pastor here for again, how many years again? 33 years. 33 years, a significant number, biblical number, right? Yes, yes. 33 years here at Queen of Peace. Wow. So one advantage is, um, you know, if you pass at one church and get transferred, there's always a challenge. If there's a funeral come up or other special occasions, they want you to come, you know, they ask, invite you. And that gets, you know, it gets difficult because, you know, you're in a new, you know, new parish, you're working and it's hard to, especially if there's a bit of a distance. And then you decide, well, which one would you go? Which one you don't go? And it can cause hurt feelings. You're lucky. You don't have to deal with that. You're that's here right. 33 years. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's right. That's not a, a that's something you have to, you know, to, wor to worry about. The other day I was with Gary Tester. He's the in charge of Catholic Charities here for Orlando Dice. Yes, he is. Yeah, it wasn't so much uh, about Catholic Charities, but we were walking, talking about something, kind of project or two that we had in mind at the parish. And I don't know what how it came up. Oh, he goes, yeah, I saw you at the funeral with Father Eamon Tobin. And mentioned it, and he goes, yeah, yeah. You know, he's those uh, those Irish priests. And he, uh, in reference to their uh, dedication of workload that they, you know, the Irish, oh yeah, last, of, it's, it's a category of its own, the mm. Irish priest. Yes. And he even said it, funny, because they came up a, a week, I mean, you know, someone else said that to me before as well. I think, mm. I think even the bishop might have said, you know, the Irish priest. Mm. And funny, it was like another one saying this within, you know, two or three. I said, yeah. So, uh, and it just makes me thinking, what makes it the, what, what is the, you know, priest, we say this, they're all pretty good workers. Let's, let's assume that, right? Say that. But the Irish priests are like the Navy SEALs. No. Well, I don't have to make a comparison. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, yeah. yeah, sure, but there's something unique about them that separates them from the rest of the crowd, you know, because I think it's all about the bishop worrying about, oh boy, assignment wise, and, you know, love the Irish priests are coming to be, that pipeline has run dry. Mm, yeah. yeah. So how do you replace them? Someone's asking, one, what was the, well, at one time the vocations were plentiful. They were. I mean, you yes. flooded Ireland, you've missions, That's right. United States, right. uh, England. England, right? I mean, it's Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> a little Ireland. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and like, wow. So I made people up and wonder what was, how did they, you know, what was the secret? I mean, because now we, you know, we have these vocation ministries and priests who have a vocation, training vocations. What was the secret to, you know, well, how did they do it? What, what, what made it, you know? I mean, how would you put your finger out? Why were so many willing to become priests and nuns, I suppose, as well, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Is anything special about Ireland at that time or? I don't know, Tom. I, okay. I find it hard to articulate, you know? Yeah. Um, I know that the, um, that great um, Italian, St. Patrick, came to Ireland in the fifth century. Mm -hmm. And uh, he Christianized savage peoples, just really savage peoples. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, faith, the faith was deep in the people, deep in the Irish people. And even 500 years of British rule couldn't destroy it. Right. 
Now that the Brits have gone, it looks like Catholicism has left as well. Yeah, as all six seminaries have closed down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just want to focus. I, I, you know, that's a heartbreaking fact. So, I'd, so if I was a priest or a vocation director, okay, what worked? Something worked in Ireland. Can we replicate that? Or was it simply the, the soil of the country, the environment, the culture yeah. that just naturally favored? I mean, uh, I, I think myself, it was the yeah. parish priests we had in our towns and right. villages, that there was something about them that affected me, at least, you know. Um, if I'm allowed to tell a, a little story of St. Christopher. Please do. Um, I, I was in the eighth grade mm -hmm. at um, National School, they called it. And the, the uh, prince, the teacher, head teacher in our class was a bit abusive towards me in particular, not not in any sexual way, but uh, abusive verbally. Verbally. Uh, would make fun of me. So I remember this day that um, uh, the local priest came into the classroom and he sat down in front of us and he told us a story. Uh-huh. And uh, that story has uh, permeated my soul and my mind. All these years. All these years. And it's great on, huh? it has a lot to do with I am a priest as well. Right. So the story was very basic. He told us the legend of St. Christopher. Mm -hmm. He said that when St. Christopher was a young man, graduated whatever, high school or whatever, he only, only wanted to serve the strongest king in the whole world. So the legend goes. Mm -hmm. And he finds the strongest king in the whole world. And within a very short time, Christopher becomes commander-in-chief of the king's army and the king's navy. And any time there's a, a rebellion in the kingdom, Christopher sets off with the army and puts down the rebellion and drives off the enemies. So once after coming back from a, a battle of some kind, he went looking for the king um, in his palace. He, My lord, the king, where are you? My lord, the king, where are you? And he found the king hiding in his bedroom, petrified, deeply frightened. Now my mouth is hanging open listening to this story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he, uh, he said, my lord, the king, who has frightened you? Mm -hmm. And the king said, he said, I'm afraid, he said, of the devil. Now, Christopher didn't believe in devils or angels, knew nothing about Jesus or God. But this much he did know, if the king was afraid of the devil, the devil was stronger than the king. Mm -hmm. So now he has a choice to make to serve the devil. And interesting enough, the devil showed up. Wow. And he and Christopher uh, crisscrossed Ireland with the speed of summer lightning. And every place they went, they set people against one another. Um, black men against white men, husband against wife, children against parents, wars, rumors of wars. Mm -hmm. Christopher wasn't happy. Well, what could he do? He was serving the strongest king. Until one day, Christopher and the devil were going through a forest in Ireland someplace. And in a, clear, in a clearing in the middle of the forest, there was a huge cross, like, like 50 feet Mm -hmm. and the statue of dead King Jesus hanging on the cross. And immediately the devil covered his face. And Christopher couldn't make it out. What's to be, to be afraid mm. of? A dead man hanging right, on a piece right, of right, wood? Right. But the devil, being the father of lies, didn't tell Christopher that this Jesus was alive and roaming the earth. Mm. And so, but Christopher knew this much. If the devil was afraid of... That he's not the... Yes, so Christopher set off looking for King Jesus. He searched and searched and searched and no luck whatsoever until 
the day came where Christopher came down to a terrible river in flood. Mm -hmm. And living by the river, there was a, an old man in a kind of a hut. Mm -hmm. And Christopher told him that he was looking for King Jesus. And so the, the wise old man looked at Christopher and he says to him, if you want to find King Jesus, he says, well, you're going to have to pray an awful lot. Mm -hmm. And Christopher said, I know nothing about prayers, mm -hmm. nothing at all. But then he said, well, you're going to have to read the lives of the saints in the scripture. He said, I can't read. I'm mm. a warrior and illiterate. So finally the wise man got wise. He saw the size of Christopher and he says to him, if you want to meet King Jesus, he said, live here by this terrible river. And all the time that it's in flood and people come down to the river, you carry them across on your shoulders. And that's what he did year after right, year. Right, 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 okay. One day, a young boy about 12 came down to the river and Christopher put him on his shoulders. And as he went across the river with him, the child was the heaviest child he ever carried. I think it just, and Christopher was forced to look up over his shoulders and the boy had the world in his hands. And then he left him down at the other side of the river when he got there. And he says to him, who are you? And he says, uh, I am King Jesus, he said. And every time you uh, cross the river, carry somebody across the river, you carried me across the river. So that stuck in me so that I only wanted to serve the strongest king myself. Oh, and that, that, was, that was a seed and bang. That was his speaking. It stayed and it's still stayed. with you today. Yes. Still carrying, you know. Yeah, and, and the picture the of the sacred heart in our home. Sure, and, uh, sure, sure. You know, yeah. You know, I... The only part of the story I knew about St. Christopher was carrying Jesus across the river. I didn't know all the... Uh, the, the background. Yes, yeah, yeah, most yeah. people probably that. But anyway, that story, you never know, huh? Yeah. What you may a priest may say in church or anybody. Really, anybody. They could, and somebody listening to your podcast might hear this. Yeah, you never know. That's right. Yeah. You never know what when something would strike somebody. Hmm? Yes. Well, yeah. For me, you mentioned something about that. Was that I was in the seventh grade. And they had a weekend retreat run by the Salesians of St. John Bosco. Yeah. It was Friday to Sunday. Mm. And uh, other people in my school said they went, it's fun, you know. Son of fun sleeping over someplace else, you know, wow. First time out of New York City, you know, wow. I, you know, ooh, a big trip sound like that. And, uh, you know, you, it was, they did a good job. They gave you talks and they had recreation. So it was a lot of fun. But they showed a movie called Man to Boy, all right? At the Salesians' work, and I saw these priests in a different light. They showed them in a boys' club, summer camps with kids and singing. I said, "Wow, that looks like fun." You know, I could think, you know, mm -hmm. that's a, mm -hmm. and that's what really, you know, planted the seed mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. So that that movie, Man to Boy. I try to find it. I don't think it's, you can't find it anymore. I try to go on YouTube, can't find it. But really, uh, that's that's what did it for me. But it's, but it's incredible the number of priests, and I don't, you know. Now it's run dry, like you said. So besides the number of priests, though, as I said, as is Gary Chester, others have testified, that the uh, dedication to zeal, how do they explain what makes the Irish priest sort of, not to say other priests aren't, I, I don't want to say that, but mm. there's something different, mm. at least the ones here in Orlando especially. Mm. And... 
they're committed or something. Yeah, there's more. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's yeah. something. Of, oh, the carpenter. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They're they're restless. I mean, restless in a good sense that they're right. not. They keep pushing, keep growing, keep you know. They keep moving. Yeah. Yeah, they keep driving. There's a you know, and it's not a. Uh, even, it's not even a crazy drive either, you know, uh, oh, you know, frenetic drive. Right. It's a steadiness. Yeah. Which, you know. I suppose there's an urgency about us. Like, I only speak for myself here. Yeah, please do. Uh, the biggest thing that drives me yeah. uh, is is uh, the salvation of souls. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing for right. me. And that's why I'm in season and out of season. And I encourage people to pray the Fatima prayer, like, oh, my Jesus, forgive mm -hmm. us our sins. Right, right. Save us in the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. That drives me, mm -hmm. the salvation of souls. And, and the, the tremendous knowledge that God wants everybody on the face of the planet to be saved. Everybody. Everybody. Without exception. My cousin, you know, Mao Zedong and um, Adolf Hitler. Sure. And uh, Mussolini. Mussolini. Yeah. Dr. Mengele. Dr. Mengele. All the abortionists in this country. Mm -hmm. So that drives you? Yes. But you're living here at Queen of Peace in Ocala. I am. Yeah. And I believe and, that. And then you mentioned all these, you know, names. Right. What's the connection for you then? Well, all souls to heaven. You know, the... the um, uh, the world, really, for for the Catholic priests, the whole world is his parish. You know, mm -hmm. the concern for the whole world, mm -hmm. and you see that reflected in the piety. Lead all souls to heaven. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so, and I, I do believe, like like another friend of yours, uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux, right. like the contradiction of her life. She's a she's a Carmelite nun. She's never been out of the convent when she went into right. it. Yeah. And yet she's the patroness of the missions. Yeah, next, yeah. And she somehow her prayers for priests and yeah. for the missions reach the whole world. Yeah. And and I mentioned before, the Muslims have a devotion to Therese of Lisieux. Yeah, that's incredible, yeah, huh? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I know every priest is different. I say the Irish priests are all the same. All right. right? I, I mean, right. you know, just still individuals, distinct personalities, the gift, capabilities and gifts, but there's you share that again, not every single one, right? Right, but it's a high right. percentage, right? A high percentage. Was there something in your formation in the seminary that they engendered it in you know, in, in the young men, young, young men at the time that we're going to, you know, for the good of the church and save souls? Was something that's like, you know, it's I, I think it was the prayers actually the that, prayers, that huh? we say, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, Again, who would have thought about it? Like the Fatima prayer, you know, our Father who art in heaven, yeah. you know, where God is our Father. Um, he wants us in heaven. That's what's the, the common spirituality yeah, of the people. Yeah. And I, you know, as, as I sit here thinking of the Irish priests we have here, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, dedication, the zeal, whatever the words want to use, yet a lot of them are unassuming. Mm. You know, uh, sort of on the quieter side, I would say, almost, you know, mm -hmm. they, they're not here. <laughs> they're not these loud, charismatic figures. Right, that's true. Huh? That's very true. You know, I mean, that's they're not, true. you know, like, 
not sometimes you picture the sex while they're you know right they're just committed to the day after day after day yes you know that yes yeah I mean I was under Father David Page he's retired I'm not senior same sort of thing yes you know I mean he was a quiet it, 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 and yet it was just his dogged determination right that he right. would you know really his desire was to have the best church that he could possibly have right, right. you know and that's what he wanted to do yes. the best for the church yes and I'd like to say for the book good to great james collins the great ceos are not the ones who are the charismatic ones mm -hmm. you know and they and they are great they don't seek credit for themselves either mm -hmm. their life mm -hmm. is for the mm -hmm. the mission mm -hmm. or the company not for their for themselves. And I would say that's what the Irish priests are. It's not about individuals. Right. It's, right. You know, I, I'm here for my people with the church, whatever however you want to describe it. But yeah. just got me thinking it was just these last few weeks, people kept saying this, oh, the Irish priest, the Irish priest, and you know. Yeah. Huh? The other thing too I think is big with me is uh, I have a tremendous awareness of my own nothingness mm -hmm. and my own helplessness, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, probably coming from the fact that I'm an alcoholic and a drug mm -hmm. addict and stuff like that. I'm right. powerless, you know. And it took me years to realize that I was powerless over alcohol and drugs. But now I also realize I'm powerless over everything. Mm. And so I have this attitude when I say to Jesus, uh, you know, do in me what you will, do with mm -hmm. me what you will, do through me what you will. And you, you know my attitude. I said, now, I'm telling you, Lord, if you choose not, I'm the, your instrument, like, Francis Vicisi, make me an instrument of your peace. Mm -hmm. But I also say, if you don't use me, Jesus, then it's your fault. That's your fault. Uh, huh? That's a big part of me, why I'm day in and day out. It's, it's interesting, something like, something like that. I'm, am I correct? It's like the ball and well, leave me in the corner, that's fine. Exactly. Uh, am I something like that? Right? Yeah, or like God's that. pencil. And if, yeah, if pencil, pencil right? If you don't yeah. want to write with me, that's your problem. Yeah, right? You know? yeah, just kind of, okay, but yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, a, I'm on the desk. You want to grab me? You yes. go right ahead. That's right. But you have something better? Fine. I'll just hang out on the, with the other pencils and erasers, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Huh? It's just something, you know, I just, some reason I've been, I've just been reflecting on, you know, uh, the Irish priests. They're, they're somewhat, you know, you meet them. They're not, there's no boasting. There's no attitude or a sense. They're just, you know, and, and you, you look across the board, that's how they tend to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They love their church. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, and all their own different ways as well, though. Mm -hmm. This is true. You know, we have two contrasts right here in Ocala. You have you and you have Father, uh, Father Sheedy, you know? Yes, different very ways. different. Yeah, very different. different, but commitment to no less, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So how does a lay person, someone else, what does that mean, you know, someone listening to this, well, how do I apply this in my daily life then? How do I? Well, you know, we, I'm talking about these Irish priests, right. dedicated, committed, quiet, you know, in a way. All right, fine. But it's not enough simply to recognize that in others. Right. How do I emulate that in my, right. you, you have any suggestions on that? If I'm well, listening, yeah. okay, I'm not a priest, so that doesn't refer to me. So I will, what do I do as an individual? Yeah, I, I, Mary, I, I, I talked about it the other day, interesting enough. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we who are priests, you and I, right. we were taken from among the people. Right. And now we are the stewards of the mysteries of mm -hmm. Christ. We're the ones who say mass, hear confessions, do the baptism. And we speak with the eye of Christ. But I reminded everybody at mass that at their baptism, they were anointed as well mm -hmm. with the oil of chrism. 
as Christ was anointed priest, prophet, prophet and king. king. So they show their priestly vocation when they show up for mass mm -hmm. and they offer themselves with the gifts mm -hmm. to the Father. Right. But the prophetic ministry is, um, you know, the, the prophetic spirit always testifies to Christ. So I pointed out to them that Jesus is also saying to you, go teach all nations. Mm -hmm. Now I said, this is impossible, isn't it? We're too afraid to talk about Jesus to anybody. Mm -hmm. But I reminded them of St. Therese. I said, mm -hmm. you in your daily life at home, in your house, can live as Therese did, as a, a prayer warrior, a, a contemplative. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I, so I encouraged him right. in season and out of season to say the Fatima prayer again. Mm -hmm. And I uh, said, so this way you'll be missionaries. Mm -hmm. You mentioned priestly and interest. I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes, you know, I think in referring to when they bring the gifts up, right. that they see themselves, I'm also bringing Alma my, myself up yes. there, right? That's correct. Yeah. So often I think during that moment of mass, I think they should, we're all of us, we're sort of onlookers and not making right. that connection. Right. You know, right. we just see it simply as the wine and the water, whatever the gifts. And that's, right. we're saying, no, no, at that moment, it's, it's the time for the self offering. Yes, and they are actually on the altar. On the altar, yes. As people. You know. Right, right. Yes. And so they also should have the desire to save souls, like you were saying. That's correct. Right? That's correct. And they also should have this daily desire and commitment to it. Yes. That we will make my parish church the best church that it can be. Right. Not in comparison, right. but simply, you know, right. fulfilling what God wants of us yes. to be alive for Him. And um, I, I know you encourage them praying. But I think we got to now somehow verbalize it to others. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's good to pray for others, but I think somehow we have to be a little bolder. I think so. Yeah, that's, I think, I think we come. have to make a little move, little steps. One time we didn't have to, and this, it was, you know, basically, at least it seemed to be a Christian culture or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. neighborhood. So you didn't, you know. But now it's that. And, you know, one example that I didn't take advantage of, and I thought about when it was, after it happened. Uh, it was early in the morning, walking my dogs in the church grounds, and the police officer car comes sometimes and wants to circles the property, and he stopped me, saw me with my dogs. Not sure if he recognized me right away, so he got out of the car, you know, and you know, I'm doing my rosary anyway, and you know, then he, I guess he must have realized because you can tell how a person reacts mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. you know. Okay, how you doing? You know, you know, so good, you know. And what I should have said to me just a little words, I because I just you know, hey, um. What are your hours? I think it's from six to six. And he said, yeah, almost done. You know, I've got another hour and a half, whatever you said. What I could have said to him, hey, right now I'm praying. Is there anything you, you'd like me to pray for you for? I should have done, you know, it was a perfect situation. Because it seemed like, mm -hmm. hey, mm -hmm. right now I'm praying. Anything, anything I can pray for you for? Mm -hmm. it's, that, uh, it's a little thing. Mm -hmm. But I think it just it seems so silly. I mean, that's it. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. verbalizing. Mm. Rather than I'll pray for you. Hey, anything I can pray for? I'm, right now I'm doing my prayers. Do you need? Do you need me to pray for you for anything? I gotta remember that next time it comes up. I want. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know even priests feel a little. In, I don't worry, intimidated. Not maybe maybe not you, but others. You know, we're comfortable in our arena in the church. Mm. With to me anyway, it's easier. Well, here we are. Am I comfortable with them? But outside of that, it's it's still a challenge. It's a challenge. I'll take. I'll say for myself anyway. It's still a challenge for me. You know, how do you bring it up? How do you broach into this? It's 
something we never had a never had to do, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and a little more self-conscious about it. But I wish I've said it to him and just, oh, okay. Now that we are, one thing nice about our church now, we have a police officer on the grounds to help with parking, and they used to always be outside. I said, well, since you're on the grounds, come in the in the vestibule of our mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. and so the speaker. So he hears my homily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seven times a day mm-hmm. for the weekend. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping something rubs off. Imagine, mm-hmm. imagine there he is. He has to hear it. He has <laughs> of all the people, he hears it more mm-hmm. than anybody else. That's mm-hmm. funny. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he hears it over. I wonder what they think. You know, most of them are not, they're not Catholic. You can tell. You know, mm-hmm. and I said, oh my gosh, this. this yeah, I'm sure the first time they walk in too. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a Catholic church. This is different. This is different. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And they tell me to come up to your place. I couldn't, you know, there are other Christians. They see other churches, but mm. wow, it's investments and things like that. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but I think, you know, as, as all of us have to work to, you know, to spread the good news and be a little more. Mm. Mm. I, I noticed your adoration chapel, you have a little prayer card. Mm-hmm. That I prayed, for, you know, that, that you pray for somebody, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's 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 another way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, I guess, you mail it. I, I suppose they take it. There's a, I know it's an envelope, right? Right. So I suppose you probably mail it to somebody. And that's, yes, and that's, that's what they do, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's that is a way. You know, especially mm-hmm. if someone's not non practicing a cat, but does it, they're not going. Oh, mm-hmm. it just tells them prayer. It, it, it does say it does say something to them. I think. Yes. Besides the prayers for you, of course, they appreciate yes. it. But the idea, oh, okay. Yes. Another thing I do is I give out the uh, sacrifice beads. Yes, you, know. you do. Very big on that. They're little chaplets of 10 beads. Again, mm-hmm. St. Therese of Lisieux yeah. used to have one. And a lot of these would be people of Protestant background. Mm-hmm. I do not, most of my everyday priesthood is taken up, apart from sick calls, confessions, mass, mm-hmm. it's taken up with listening to people. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Right. And the people that come to see me are not necessarily Catholics. So at some stage during the hour, uh, I'll end up giving them little beads, mm-hmm. teach them to say, Jesus, I love you, possess me, um, and give them a picture of the Sacred Heart, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, the Jesus, I love you, possess me. One of my parishioners started the whole bumper sticker on that. I didn't start that. Is that right? And it's all, there over, you go. it's all over town now. There There's you go. people See saying, yeah. Yeah, on the backs of cars, Jesus, I love you, possess me. You yeah, know? that's right. And in an era that's possessed a lot by Satan, um, this is the name of Jesus is out there. And, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so that, uh, so a parishioner on their own. And yes. plus a parishioner on their own, back in the day, it was CC, uh, CDs, right. like cassette tapes, was your homilies. That's right. That's right. That person develop that own ministry. That's right. Am I right? right? Do they still do it or is that now? It uh, kind of got burned in the fire, you know, to an extent at the moment. But uh, since we, not that we're repairing the church at the moment, I must admit that I caught up with you. I put up the Zoom cameras things. So yeah, you should. Can, yeah, CDs are no longer, uh, yeah. so most people don't have CD plays in the cars. Those things are done. Yeah, so we can, uh, you we'll, have to. we'll be going online soon. I good. Think, for daily yeah. mass. And That's good. Mass. Yeah, it's excellent. You know, I would think about sometimes, you know, podcasts, whatever it may, you know, whatever you do. I said, gee, I don't have those huge numbers as other people have. But, you know, God says, I don't, I don't need you to, I don't want you to touch this individual. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that person's important. That's right. Right? You know, That's right. Well, I don't have a big turn. Well, some people's listening to help somebody. Is, you know, that person may touch somebody, you know. That's right. Right? That's right. Yeah, you got to be careful. Get, get caught up in the numbers. Yes. You're right? Yes. You got to be careful Absolutely. about that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I remember different stories. How this one person touched somebody, 
And that person touch became a person of much a great influence. Yes. But you know, Ananias was intimate to Saint Paul. You know, you know, he prayed over him. He's the one. And Ananias is, you know, mm. Saint Ambrose uh, baptized Saint Augustine. That's right. That's and Augustine right. becomes much, you know, much. Ambrose much is fine, worse. but basically, Augustine's the man. He the man. Right. As, you know the, I mean? as, so, as the brothers say, he the man. He the man exactly. Yeah. So I think we all need to have that same zeal. Of, you know, we speak about the Irish priest simply is the dedication. It's a mindset. And my desire is to be, you know, first and foremost, I want to be a good Christ follower, you know, do my, and I want others as well, lead others as well, whatever way it takes. Right. And, and the time is growing short for all of us anyway, you know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh, the readings on Sunday, remember, brothers, the time is growing uh -huh. short. Mm -hmm. We are in the end times. Uh, I know they began at the resurrection of Jesus, but it's, uh, he has died, he is risen, he will come again in glory soon to judge the living and the dead. Wow. And you can see the book of Revelations, the way it ends. It mm. says, uh, the very last line of the book of Revelation says, I will indeed be with you soon. Soon. Yes. Well, anyway, well, thank you so much and uh, for your words. And then really learn about St. Christopher. And then I also want to carry the king. I want to serve the king. I think all of us, I hope that's our desire. However, God has, you know, whatever role God has placed us in, in our homes, in our families, in our neighborhood, in our golf buddies, in our pool clubs, whatever it may be, you know, we're always, the job is how can I bring someone to Christ? That's what we're here for. Go and teach and bring, you know, baptize them. So bless you. Have a beautiful day and, and bless the listeners and tune in again to next week as we have another episode of Behind the Curtain. God bless you.